Hello and welcome to Culture in Between, a podcast all about exploring the unique experiences of people who grew up in a culture outside of their parents' culture. We are your hosts, Alyssa and Brianna, and in today's episode, we have the honor of talking to Joanne, whose parents are from Puerto Rico. Joanne, thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to talking with you. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. Well, Joanne, we'd like to start off by asking you where exactly in Puerto Rico your parents are from and where did you grow up? So both of my parents were born and raised in Calle, Puerto Rico, and my dad was in the military. So there were four of us and we were all born in different places. So we grew up all over to include Germany, North Carolina, San Antonio, Texas was home before Atlanta. So, wow, interesting. And so, I guess we'll start with what was it like being Puerto Rican and in each place? I guess, I mean, you don't have to go through, I guess, every single place you've lived, but did you experience a different reaction to your descent um, based on where you were living? I would say that across the board, every state we lived in, or we lived in Germany, It was growing up the same way because the people that are in the military, it's a very diverse culture, right? And with that, we grew up on R&B. Culture-wise, Puerto Rican culture, we absolutely grew up with every piece of that, like we lived on the island, frankly, and that was my mother's doing. A lady who didn't speak English learned to speak English by watching American soap operas. Her and my father... We were the party house because in, you know, in Puerto Rico at Christmas, for example, all the way through, and we celebrate not only Christmas, we celebrate the Three Kings, Mm -hmm. which is in, you know, January 5th. And so we have two Christmases every year, but the parties would happen. We would roast pigs in the backyard. My father and all the men would be up until all hours of the (laughs) night to try to get that pig ready for the next day. It was quite a bit of not really feeling like we weren't in Puerto Rico, and that's how both of them raised us. And um, did you often go back and visit Puerto Rico growing up? So I'm, I was the last child of four, and so my siblings would answer that question, yes, but not for me mm-hmm. personally, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there, I think the first time I was there, I was 10, mm-hmm. and we weren't there for very long. It was just a, a visit for a holiday since my dad was in the military, we were never stationed while I was alive in PR. So no, very few times. And my parents weren't wealthy, right? I guess today we would be considered middle class, but back then it wasn't like middle class today. So they couldn't afford to go back and forth and take us all the time there. So, But when you did visit, what was it like? As a child, you really don't realize how hard it is as an adult today going back there. I would never want to live there. But as a child, it was family and in and out of different homes trying to enjoy the festivities of of whatever time we were going, whether it be Christmas or whether it be someone's birthday, like holidays. All of that is really, really important to our culture. Very family-oriented, always, always. That's all we knew. So you still have a lot of family that live over there, or did you at the time when you were growing up? No, I still have family there, yeah. You try to get back there and visit every now and then to see them, or? 
I know you said you wouldn't we, want to live there, but <laughs> like, <laughs> no, visiting. We, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. In fact, I was telling um, my kids and my nieces, like, we all need to go for a visit because it's been some years mm-hmm. since we've been back. The hurricane is what we were going last year. And with the Hurricane Maria, we didn't want to go until the island got back to to having electricity regularly. Yeah, yeah those types of things. So, yeah. Um, and did you and your parents speak Spanish growing up? That's an interesting story. So (laughs) because both of my parents were full-blooded Puerto Rican, growing up, they would speak to us in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Remember, my mother didn't speak a lot of English, but we would answer her in English. Ah, okay. I didn't start speaking Spanish until I was 12 years old and we were in San Antonio. And my aunt, and the only reason I was the last one that was in the house, the rest of my siblings had moved away. And my aunt would come from Puerto Rico, and she didn't speak English. <laughs> so I had no choice but to learn, and it was right. really cutthroat. Like, it was, ter- <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> Looking back today, I'm so fortunate to have yeah. done that because I speak better Spanish than my, my siblings. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah. And I think, I think, you know, speaking the language, it just allows you to connect to culture in a different way and be able to communicate with people that you wouldn't be without that language barrier. Because we've we've had some um, friends who their parents intentionally did not teach them Spanish. It's a way to kind of make them assimilate a little bit better. And that's something they feel like that people can still tell that like they're Hispanic. But when they can't speak it, you know, they get made fun of or all these kind of things. And so um, I really think it's, it does them a disservice to, to not really learn the language. So. And And when you look at me, right, I look white. <laughs> and so now I speak Spanish and people on the street say, oh, where, where are you? Like, are you, you throw them off, Are huh? you? Yeah. <laughs> constantly, constantly. So. That's probably a fun game to play. To th- <laughs> it, it, it is <laughs> at times, I guess. <laughs> well, how do you respond? That's that's another question that we, we like to ask is like, yeah, how do you respond when people are like, where are you from? Or people are confused. Like, how do you respond? And like, how does it make you feel too? Is it like confusing identity wise at all? So not, not for me at all. Okay. Right. Given how I grew up, right. Mm -hmm. With the culture, perhaps if I spoke Spanish and didn't have the culture, it would, it would be different, but I did have the culture. So the question that I'm asked is, how did you learn Spanish? (laughs) Ah, okay. Uh, And how can I get good at learning Spanish? Is that kind of what it is? Yeah. (laughs) And so I have to frankly say, well, I'm Puerto Rican. And the look on on people's faces is of shock. Mm. And and then they ask, well, what part? And then we get into a different conversation. So, yeah. And did your parents um, ever tell you like any stories about growing up in Puerto Rico that you remember? Mom shared so much, right? Um, she's been gone many, many years. So this was when I was much younger. And so what, what she would mostly talk about is, again, that, that family aspect. Mm-hmm. The, her father and her mother both died when she was young, right? But she still had time with them before that happened. But she would talk about, like, the three kings and the way they used to do that and the way they used to pick vegetables, right? Because they didn't have the money mm-hmm. to buy it from a store like we do today, right? Those are one of the hardships. Like, they grew up very poor, very, very poor, and so having dad in the military, right, it, it helped a little more to be able to do more for us because it's what we want for our kids. Right. Mm-hmm. When I think about her stories, her stories were more about her siblings and her family and just the Latin culture is so tight-knit 
that those are the things I remember. And of course, holidays are just always so big. And are there any like aspects of American culture or typical American culture that you feel like you maybe couldn't fully relate to since you, like you said, your parents really grew you up with that Puerto Rican mentality and Puerto Rican culture? Did you feel like there's kind of a disconnect sometimes? No, it actually gave us even more reasons to have parties. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I mentioned earlier, right, we, we not only celebrate Christmas and Christmas, December 25th, is not celebrated in, in Puerto right. Rico. It's only the three kings, but mm. they start to celebrate. But having, being in the U.S., being able to celebrate both, I think, is ju- was extra special, mm-hmm. not only for me, but for my own kids and now my grandkids, because I'm teaching them the cultures as well. Mm-hmm. So I was very fortunate to have both. So I never felt any different than, I mean, I'm, I'm still American at the yeah. end of the day, right? Puerto mm-hmm. Ricans are American. It's just a U.S. territory. But the disconnect wasn't as much, I guess, as, mm-hmm. as other, other cultures maybe. Yeah. And I like what she said about like getting to kind of blend the different holidays because I, I feel like for us as with Jamaican parents, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Jamaica, obviously. And then um, we come here and they, we start celebrating it. And our Thanksgiving is like kind of like a Jamaican Thanksgiving, like a hybrid American Jamaican, like jerk chicken and a bunch of Jamaican food. Right, (laughs) exactly. We'll we'll have like all the like like yeah, jerk chicken, rice and peas, and all that, and then like a pumpkin pie and like (laughs) and some turkey, like throw it in there. It's just yeah, and I always love that. So you mentioned like having you know you have children, you have grandchildren. How important is it for you to pass down your Puerto Rican tradition to to your kids? Extremely. The mistake I made is my kids, although they all, three of them, understand Spanish, Mm -hmm. they rarely speak it. I think my daughter's the one that could speak it more than my two sons. And so really important that I've brought them up that way. They've celebrated both for years and years since they were little. Three Kings is you have boxes Mm -hmm. the night before and the kids go out and they put grass in this box. And so the the idea is the camels come, right? You put that box underneath the bed mm-hmm. and the camels come and they eat the grass and the three kings leave a gift. And it's interesting because a friend of mine recently says to me, well, having watched you all these years, I'm so glad that you've continued even that culture with mm-hmm. your grandkids. And this is a, an African-American lady. Like, it was just such a sentiment to hear that, but it's super important to me yeah. to continue the culture as best as, as we can, right? Yeah. Uh, very American. My niece, I was with my niece last week, and she also makes a comment about cooking because I'm the one that cooks all the time. Everyone <laughs> wants my cooking, my friends, my family, Holidays, when you talk about Thanksgiving, we have a spread. Thanksgiving at Christmas, <laughs> yeah. anything to have food, right? Yeah. <laughs> a- any holiday or, or uh, event to have food. And she was saying, right, someone's going to have to take your place because you're the only one that cooks <laughs> our, our type of food, right? Yeah, Puerto yeah. Rican. They cook, they just not the Puerto Rican food. So gotcha. it's it's pretty interesting today. That's awesome. I'm glad, happy to hear that you've passed that down because, yeah, it can get easy yeah. to... Somebody's not kind of spearheading that, I guess, for it to get forgotten or lost. And so, and, and thank you for sharing about Three Kings because I actually was not familiar with that holiday. So that's kind of an interesting thing to know. Kind of why we love doing the show is just learning 
yeah, these kind of things. And so, yeah, that's that's great that you continue to pass that down. I yeah, I knew about the Three Kings, but I don't know like a lot about it. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I've heard from other friends from from other like Latin countries. Like I had a friend who was like, oh yeah, no, Christmas is like not it. We <laughs> like it's the Three Kings because right. like one time we were gonna we were planning something and she was like. She's like, I'll fly out on Christmas to come see you. Like, it's fine. It's not a thing. Like, it, the more important part is Three Kings for us. So, yeah, that's really, <laughs> I know about it, but it, yeah, it's good to hear a little bit more about it. Going back to, you did mention that Puerto Ricans are Americans, as you said, and Puerto Rico is just a, a U.S. territory. But obviously, Puerto Rico has its own culture, its own customs, its own language. And I feel like there's always been this kind of, like, Puerto Rico has always kind of been its own like separate part of the U.S. that everyone knows that is part of the country, but it's not unfortunately always treated that way. So this might be a bit of a controversial topic, but we want to make sure we get into it. Can you talk about kind of your thoughts on how Puerto Rico is treated by the general federal U.S. government um, kind of its status within the country, and maybe your your family's thoughts on that as well? My family's thoughts is, I'm almost certain, very different than what I'm about to share with okay. you. <laughs> because the way that I look at it, in my opinion, Puerto Rico has had a tremendous amount of issues in their own legislation and um, their mayors and their governors lots of controversy, lots of fraud. And when you see that, why on earth would the U.S. want to help them? It's really how I feel, and I'm Puerto Rican. It's just how I feel because we have to, we from the U.S. need to be able to trust that country and they're going to do proper if we're going to hand them dollars. Mm. And so what you've seen, and, and not all the governors and not all the mayors, that's not what I'm saying, but enough of them to not trust that all we're going to do is hand their money. If we're going to hand them money from the U.S., there needs to be the criteria and the expectations of what deliverables they have to bring in or they have to give the U.S. to say, yes, I've helped, I've helped the citizens do this and this and this because what I've heard from my family is that the money sometimes is not getting to them. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, I have a lot of family on welfare there, mm -hmm. a lot. Very few of my cousins have very decent jobs, mm -hmm. and it's, it's sadly a way of life. Mm -hmm. So they've, some of them have come here and continued on welfare. We all live how we want to live. I'm thankful that I've never had to do that because... I'm a driver, and I made sure that we always had on the table, no matter it was our last cent, we always had food, and it was never as, you know, welfare. Mm -hmm. And so not knocking those people, but it, it makes it harder for you to move forward as individuals if that is what you live off of. So then you have the issue of back to the U.S. sending money for, like, Maria when, when mm -hmm. that happened, right? Look how long it took them to get electricity. Mm -hmm. The issues that also occurred with that company that was there providing or supposed to be providing the electricity. I can almost guarantee you, and I don't know this factually, but the issue that electricity company had versus the mayors and the governors, something was not right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's a long-winded answer 
to say that Puerto Rico needs to do better. Puerto Rico needs to do better. They need to elect leaders that are going to move forward. And if the U.S. supports, I think they should guide more than just handing them money because it's been an issue. You know, Jamaica was a British colony and all that. And a lot of times when these countries get their independence, so to speak, they're left like not knowing how to really, I don't know, fend for themselves in a way. So, yeah, that's very interesting, I guess, way to think about it or it's a perspective. But that's a that's a good point, because my understanding is Puerto Rico (laughs) wants to become a U.S. state. Mm. That was going to be my next question, actually. (laughs) And that's a huge controversy. And I don't know a whole lot about it. But what you said mm-hmm. just triggered that thought. Well, that was going to be my next question was, yes, obviously there's there's been a lot of talk about Puerto Rico becoming a U.S. state or the desire of some Puerto Ricans to become a U.S. state. Do you think that would change anything? Do you think that might fix some of those issues at all? If we think about it like U.S. citizens paying taxes in the U.S., I think we would find that we are we in the U.S. are at a different bracket than most of the people that are in Puerto Rico. So if they become a state, you're imposing all of those things into all the Puerto Rican citizens because now they're a state. I think it would benefit the U.S. to a certain degree. But then all the levels, it has to match what all the U.S. states are, are doing. So... Do I believe they should be? Maybe it would help them politically and all of the fraud that's happened, right? All of these crooks that they have as politicians in PR, that might help them because we have a different rigor in the U.S. Mm -hmm. as it, well, in most cases. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pause there. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's tricky. It's a... I did not know they were looking, uh, Puerto Rico's wanting to be a state potentially. Yeah, kind of yeah. well, there's been a lot of talk about that. And this isn't completely related, but I lived in Washington, D.C. at one time. And there's a lot of talk about Washington, D.C. also becoming a state. And for anyone who doesn't know, the license plates in Washington, D.C. say taxation without representation because everyone who lives in D.C. does not have a senator representative that can actually vote for Washington, D.C. in Congress. And so literally everyone who lives there in our nation's capital is being taxed without being properly represented in in Congress. So, yeah, so Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico are similar in that way, but obviously it's a different situation in Washington, D.C. I had no idea about D.C. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. The year that I lived there, they did a whole, like, referendum thing on on becoming a state. And, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. They've done those in Puerto Rico as well. Um, And and people will vote for it and nothing actually comes of it. But it's, yeah, it's it's a big thing to have a whole population and, and you're not, being properly represented. So, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So I've kind of somewhat experienced that myself living in DC. So I can I can kind of understand, I guess, where where maybe some of the Puerto Rican residents come from and that issue. So not to stay on this too long, but do you think at all that the history <laughs> I just want to know. My understanding is that America kind of liberated Puerto Rico from like Spanish colonization in a way. Do you feel like America has in some way contributed to some of the issues just from putting in place leaders that maybe weren't very helpful and maybe putting things on the wrong trajectory from the start? I would actually say Mm -hmm. yes. Although Puerto Rico is separate, 
there is a level of relationship that I think with the politicians in D.C., (laughs) right? And so we have contributed in that we're not allowing them or, or we're not making them be accountable for the monies that is coming from the U.S. to them to try to help and support them. What I don't know now that you say that what hit me is FEMA. Does FEMA exist in PR? I don't know. If it does, then yes, we've most certainly contributed. The U.S. has contributed into what, what, what Puerto Rico is going through for sure. It's a complex issue. <laughs> well, well, there is one more juicy topic. Okay, okay. let's get into it. <laughs> in, in that a lot of Americans think that Puerto Ricans are not U.S. citizens. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. What do your family think about that as well? Like, do they, I guess my question would be, does your family that lives in Puerto Rico, do they feel like Americans? Like, do they identify as Americans? No. Okay. <laughs> Can you expand on that? Like, so, so the ones that actually still live in Puerto Rico will tell you they are Puerto Rican solely. Okay. Gotcha. They want nothing to do with America <laughs> where they can. But on the flip side, the ones that were born and raised in Puerto Rico and have come to the U.S., they're in Florida. They're, mm-hmm. they're actually all over, but I have a lot in Florida. They're going to tell you that they're now Americans because they live in the (laughs) U.S. and they're getting U.S. support. Gotcha. So it it depends on who you ask those questions to, right? You're going to get completely different answers. Wow. That's so interesting. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to go into our more fun topics (laughs) because we always get to a point where we get really serious and then we're just going to flip a switch and get to our more fun parts. So we're going to ask a bunch of culture questions, and I'm so excited to hear your answers. I feel like Puerto Rico has such a rich culture, of course. So we like to start with food. Can you tell us your favorite Puerto Rican foods? Arroz con gandules, <laughs> which are peas and rice, basically, okay. that you all know. Uh, but it's, it's rice with pigeon peas. At Christmas, there's a plate. It's a dish called pasteles, and they're made out of green bananas. And you stuff it with either chicken. We've always put pork in ours on the inside. And it's wrapped in a banana leaf. And they're frozen raw. And you boil it when it's their time to eat. You boil them for 45 minutes. Delicious. Pernils, which are pork roasts. You will see that in every Puerto Rican household. (laughs) (laughs) And rice pudding, bread pudding. It just goes on and on. During the holidays, that spread is just delicious. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's like a wide array of, of yeah. dishes you yeah. get to say. Yeah. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Um, what about, okay, another fun one. Can you name us one of your favorite Puerto Rican celebrities? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> there are so many. <laughs> no, I like, but I yeah. can see his face. Oh, you can't see oh. the, oh. Um, Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Okay. Jimmy I was not, Smith. no, I was not who I was thinking. <laughs> okay. I personally would have gone with Lin-Manuel Miranda. I knew, but I I knew you were thinking. <laughs> yeah, as a as a Camel. musical theater nerd. Of course you yeah, were. Yes. Like, okay, Encanto. <laughs> Honestly, when I was thinking about, like before we interviewed you, we were thinking about doing this episode. I was just thinking, I just had Lin-Manuel Miranda songs in my head knew. like the whole time, <laughs> especially in the Heights. He talks about Puerto Rico a lot in that one. So, so we went to the Puerto Rican day uh, weekend uh, a couple of weeks ago, 
And I really was hoping to actually see him. Mm-hmm. We got VIP status on oh. a couple of events at the festival and, and the parade. It's a full weekend of Puerto Rican activity, oh, that's cool. foods. And I was really hoping to see him. So so he was there. He, just- he was there. They had, uh, he had designed the t-shirts for oh, that cool. event. I didn't get one, but I was, I was hoping to see him. Yes. Oh, you missed out on the t-shirt and Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's yes. so. I already knew that was her answer. That was a. I know. I was really hoping I mean, that that was going to be. He definitely reps Puerto say. Rico. And, and he yeah. really does. Yeah. So. yeah and he's good. Say. He's really Yes, yeah. he's very talented. He's, he's super talented. Absolutely. Okay. Next question, which I really love. Alyssa's a little unsure about it. I think it's a tricky it, one for people. Yeah, I, I'm, but hopefully you have a, you have an answer for it. So do you have a favorite Puerto Rican expression or like saying? Wow, I have several. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes. Uh, the one I will go with probably is pal carajo. Which translates to? <laughs> You're not allowed to say <laughs> It's okay, we can, we can. All right, anyone who's Puerto Rican who's listening to that will know. <laughs> we'll just leave that there. I didn't use his. All right, so you said you have several. Can you give us maybe some, one more? One more. Ay Dios mio. Okay, okay, I know that one. I know yeah, that one. We love that one. Yes, that's a good one. Okay. Idiota. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very good. All right. She she had yeah. Like, see, a couple she had already. them ready. Okay. She had them ready to go. All right. Good. Next question. Do you have like a happy place in Puerto Rico? You visited a few times. It sounds like so. Do you have like a happy place when you go there? That's where you love to go. Many many places, but I guess the one that means the most is where my mom and father have been their ashes are. And it's mm-hmm. it's on the water. It's in Salinas. And it's off the beach, off the coast. Um, it's a beautiful area for beach. Just stay, spend a day there. But I would say, yeah, Salinas. So it's probably about an hour from where my parents grew up. Mm-hmm. But where my parents grew up, there's not much uh, coastal. So this was the closest area and it's where my parents wanted to be. So, yeah. All of Puerto Rico is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if you would have asked me where all the parties and stuff are, <laughs> <laughs> I would say driving up to Barranquitas. It's a road that goes up the mountain and there's bars all as you go all the way up. It's, it's great. Yeah. Bars up the mountain. Sounds yeah. dangerous coming <laughs> yeah, back down the mountain. Well, 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 and the roads are really thin. Right. Okay. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm thinking like Jamaican's mountain roads. I yes, was like, oh man. Yeah. I was like, is that a little getting up there is not the problem. It's probably coming back. It's very similar. Very similar. <laughs> very yeah. cool. We got a little bonus there. All right. Mm-hmm. Where are the party spots at? Okay. Yeah. Very, very cool. I feel like I'm noticing certain similarities as Puerto Rico is this Caribbean island yeah. and Jamaica is also a Caribbean island. So it's it's fun seeing some of the similarities between yeah. Caribbean countries yeah okay next question what is something that you do in puerto rico that you don't do in the u.s or in in the mainland u.s i would say i do not eat from side <laughs> side markets or side what do you truck stops yeah type thing yeah, oh, okay. i don't too. do that here <laughs> okay like you're talking like food trucks or food, no? food well oh, no no they're just... not even trucks in puerto rico it's just stands they're oh, like okay yeah everywhere yeah. you go if you want 
something very specific like um, codfish fritters, for example, mm-hmm. uh, bacalaitos. These people have them, they're frying them in these little frying things, and they're all along the coast. Mm. And as soon as you land in Puerto Rico and San Juan, it's still in San Juan, there's a specific road that you come out of the airport and go directly there when you want all of those fried nice. foods. <laughs> um, but okay. yeah, I, I would say. Okay, so you do that in Puerto Rico, but not in the yeah, U.S. That, no. makes, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And they also have those in, in Jamaica, pretty much. Yeah, they have that like little true. stands. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my yeah. mom was like coconut water. That is like the one thing that she is, would. Yeah. They would like just chop the coconut and like. Have, they have like the plastic bottles there and everything, right? It's oh like, yeah, they're they're, they're prepared. They're, so that's like the first thing my mom gets every time she goes. Yeah, home. literally, we we land and <laughs> we land, we get out of the airport, and like whoever is driving us to where we need to go, like the first coconut coconut water stand vendor yeah. she sees, <laughs> she's like, we need to stop. <laughs> Just like yeah, but the food there is like so fresh and and it's like yeah. you can kind of very much the, so yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. but the coconuts we also do mm. um in puerto rico as well i don't think it's as prevalent because i saw it happen recently in, that's in, right. jamaica. You were just in jamaica that's right yeah. and uh fascinating and they yeah. put the straw in it yes. was great. <laughs> yeah my niece had one actually it was it was yeah. good 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 yeah yes. yeah our mom loves coconut water yes yeah. that did not pass down to us no i'm not a fan of it but that is something she loves, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I shared with my my kids recently, um, my mother, when she would make rice pudding or anything that needed coconut, she would have my father drill a hole in the coconuts, mm-hmm. take the water out, and then he would break it in pieces so that she can grind it by hand Mm. And and use it for all the desserts that she would make. Oh, interesting! Very cool. Yeah, that is interesting. Resourceful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of like I'm trying to think of desserts with coconut. Well, I I would think of like those Girl Scout cookies. That's so processed. I know. I understand. For Jamaica, you don't have. Um, we have no. Th- I mean, there is I can't one. Think of, there, oh well, my gosh! Anyone Jamaican who's listening to this is going to be really upset with us. But there are no, there are. Is there more like fr- I'm thinking like fruit type, like the bun uh, cake and all that, and that kind of. And, yeah. Well, there's a rum cake. I'm drawing a blank because there is one in particular. I think that's like it's like covered in coconut like oh, pieces. Yeah. And yeah, we're first I don't gen. Know. Okay, our mom mom would know. we're first gen. I know, our, mom, our mom would know. <laughs> like, our mom yeah, would know. We should know a little more about that, probably. But uh. <laughs> okay, so. Our final question is for you to tell us something that you love the most about Puerto Rican culture. Going to Puerto Rico and you feel that 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 culture, the the people are wonderful, mm-hmm. right? You go to any bar, you go to any club, you go to any restaurant, and they're willing to do whatever they need to make to make you happy. Mm-hmm. enjoy and to come back because that's the goal for them now. They want everyone to return because it helps the island. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to share is my ultimate place that I missed a second ago is probably old San Juan with the cobblestone mm-hmm. streets. Absolutely gorgeous in that area. And they've kind of upped that area as well. They've painted and they've just made it because it's touristy, right? That whole area is really touristy and they wanted to bring that up and they've handled that the last many years. So lovely. All right. Well, on that note, we will have to end our episode, but we'd like to thank Joanne once again for being with us and thank everyone listening. All right. 
Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much to Joanne for taking the time to join us today. Even though Puerto Rico is, of course, a part of the U.S., Puerto Rico has its own distinct and varied culture, and it was really nice to hear Joanne's particular experience with her Puerto Rican family. Thank you, listeners, as well, for joining us, too. As a new podcast, we would really appreciate it if you left us a review on your podcast directory of choice. It would really help us out as we spread the stories shared by our guests. Thank you so much for listening today, and please tune in to the next one. Bye!